1: And it has been an amazing experience recording 100 episodes of the Octa Nonverba podcast so far. I'm humbled and grateful for all of our guests that actually trusted me enough to be on the show. And to you, the listener, for all your support and for this Octa Nonverba movement. Here are 14 lessons that I've learned from recording the first 100 episodes of Octa Nonverba. Number one, if you're attempting something extraordinary, you will face tremendous resistance. Stephen Pressfield is one of the most prolific writers of our time, authoring bestsellers like A Man at Arms, Gates of Fire, and The Legends of Bagger Bands. Pressfield wrote in his masterpiece, The War of Art, quote, Most of us have two lives, the life that we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance, end quote. If you're a creative, an author, an entrepreneur, or a leader, you know this statement to be true. In our two-part interview, Stephen and I discussed resistance, adversity, the muse, and his personal writing process, and more. I also did an entire podcast episode on that incredible book, The War of Art. If you haven't already, go grab a copy of it. Indeed, if you're attempting something extraordinary, you will face tremendous resistance. Number two, fear never really goes away. Tony Blauer has been in the martial arts, self-defense and defensive tactics and combatives industry for almost four decades. And it's one of the only combatives experts that successfully affected training across the combative related communities of self-defense, combat sports, the military and law enforcement. His research on physiology, psychology and mindset as it relates to confrontation management has influenced over three decades of reality-based martial arts. In our conversation, we discuss the inevitability of adrenaline as it dumps into everyone whenever they experience true fear, whether it be physical, emotional, or psychological fear, and that it is hardwired into us as a species. If we do not know how to deal with it, from a mugging on the street to an uncomfortable conversation with a coworker, we will be at a severe disadvantage when it happens. Another one of our guests, Kristen Ulmer, said in her book, The Art of Fear, quote, Sometimes we humans need a gentle shift to continue our journey in the right direction that supports our growth. Ending the unwinnable war with fear and making friends with it instead is one of those shifts. Kristen is a thought leader, master facilitator, and fear and anxiety expert who radically challenges the existing norms around this subject this deeply misunderstood emotion. Indeed, fear never really goes away. Three, hard work is not enough, it's the bare minimum. At the most elite levels, everyone works incredibly hard. That's not the exception, that's the rule. That fact alone separates the mediocre from the successful. Now, I've been a member of the RTA Syndicate from day one over four years now, and I've had the honor of meeting some incredible people in this entrepreneurial group that has been created by Andy Frisella and Ed Mylett. During my interview with two fellow RTA Syndicate members, Brian Nabavi, who is the creator of Till you Collapse Apparel and Ryan Williams, who's a former Navy SEAL and creator of industry Threadworks, both of these entrepreneurs explained that working hard is not enough. While work ethic is necessary to successfully scaling any business from multi-million to or even multi-billion dollar levels, you must build a team that has systems and protocols in place to create the sustainable momentum necessary to reach those levels. Podcaster Adam Shively talks about the importance of having these routines in place because this allows him to work only three days a week, yet maintain a highly profitable podcasting business school and podcast. Having formulas and protocols in place are critical, not only for scaling your business, but for having routines to keep you on track in personal development and in your day architecture. If you're a CEO or entrepreneur looking at how to scale your business, these interviews will absolutely save you time and money. Listen. Everybody talks about scaling their business, but many forget that when you scale anything in your business, you're scaling the negative things as well as the positive. So if you are not going through and hacking away at the inessentials and being as effective as possible, you'll end up like many companies that have literally scaled themselves out of business. Hard work is not enough. It's the bare minimum. Number four, philosophy is only as effective as the person using it. Epictetus said famously, don't explain your philosophy, embody it. When I interviewed Marine combat veteran and creator of the Stoic Warrior Facebook group, Stephen Robertson, he said, a philosophy is only as useful as the person that is applying it. In our interview, Stephen explains how he was able to apply Stoic principles while working at the Pentagon when it was under attack on 9 11. Donald Robertson is the author of the international bestseller, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. In addition to being an author, he is a cognitive behavioral psychotherapist and trainer that specializes in teaching evidence-based psychological skills. He's also one of the world's foremost experts on Stoicism. I've had the honor of interviewing Donald on two separate occasions here on Octonon Verba. The first was an epic deep dive about Stoicism in general. The second interview discusses at length the philosophy and life of Marcus Aurelius and Donald's groundbreaking new book, Verisimus, The Stoic Philosophy of Marcus Aurelius, which is being released as an epic graphic novel. I encourage you to check out both of those books and subscribe to his email list to learn about all the Stoic events that he has planned for the future. When I spoke with Sal DeStefano from Mind Pump Podcast, we discussed the importance of utilizing logic not only in the philosophy and psychology of it, but in the physical training to keep us from being victims of cognitive dissonance. My good friend J.C. Glick is a retired Army Ranger, Lieutenant Colonel, and Commander of the 75th Ranger Regiment. He served as an infantry officer for over 20 years, primarily in special operations and special missions with more than 11 combat tours. In our deep conversation, we explored the personal philosophy of being a warrior leader from his book, Meditations of an Army Ranger, A Warrior Philosophy for Everyone, and how that there is a difference between being a victim and a casualty. Veteran and podcaster Nate Gladden shares how he was able to create a path to better understanding himself and his own masculinity when he went through stoicism, radical self-reflection, and blues. Jack Donovan has been writing about the philosophy of modern masculinity since 2011 with his books, The Way of Men, A More Complete Beast, and his latest offering, A Fire in the Dark. We discuss what it means to be a man, as well as the concept of the toxic masculinity that people talk about in everyday society and how to address this in everyday life. Scott McGee has mentioned time and again in his CC Way project and podcast that vulnerability is a strength and that strength is a choice. Scott is an active law enforcement officer in Los Angeles, as well as a family man, friend, thinker, and guardian. Rick Alexander is an ex-Navy Special Operations veteran ultra-endurance athlete, and author of Ambitious Heroes and Heartache. In our conversation, we discussed that for many with anger problems, it's not about controlling your anger, it's about figuring out, quote, why the hell you're so damn angry in the first place, end quote. Myself and Ryan Muncy, author of Fuck Your Feelings, uncover all things biohacking and explain how the concept of moving the needle a little bit every day, moving the chains as he calls it, allows for scalable and sustainable success over the long run. Trying to make up for long term consistency with short term intensity is a losing proposition. Six, leadership is not simply telling people what to do. It's about being present. If you're not leading by example, you're not really leading. You're simply setting a bad example. Rich Deviney is the best selling author of The Attributes. Tom Shea is the best selling author of Three Simple Things. And William Branham is the creator of the Naked Warrior Recovery Company. All three men are retired Navy SEALs with over 20 years of experience in the teams, and they understand how to lead properly. In the most extreme conditions imaginable, they all know the secret to being a great leader is to be completely present in order to lead by example. When it's the most difficult, when everybody else is tired, hungry, and uncomfortable as a leader, it is absolutely critical that you lead in these times of adversity. Indeed, if you're not leading by example, you're not really leading, you're simply setting a bad example. True leadership is being able to be present to focus on the priority, not the chaos surrounding the priority. 7. Your diet and physical fitness are a must for peak performance in all areas of life. Natural bodybuilder, entrepreneur, and creator of the Keto Brick and Keto Savage, Robert Orion Sykes and I talk about how a low-carbohydrate diet can help reduce inflammation, brain fog, fatigue, and morbid obesity and most sedentary individuals. I've also had the pleasure of being a guest on his Keto Savage podcast on more than one occasion, and he and I ran David Goggins' 4x4x48 challenge earlier this year. Another low-carb athlete, coach, and podcast host of the Fat-Fueled Family, Danny Vega, tells us how a low-carb diet has affected not only his physical and mental performance, but also how he and his wife live their lives and raise their children. Finally, I had the legend Jay Ferugio discuss the importance of quality over quantity when it comes not only to physical training, but also to the mental health and clarity in your everyday life. Indeed, your diet and physical fitness are a must for peak performance in any and all areas. The eighth lesson that I learned from 100 episodes of Non Verba, the best athletes on the planet know that mindset is the key to victory. Antoine Maybanks won the gold medal in the 1996 Olympics and is the creator of Champion Body. In our Octonon Verba interview, he explained how handling in-the-moment adversities requires a long-term mindset strategy and that these mental techniques take just as much time and practice as physical skills for the athlete to be able to master them in the heat of competition. Sarah McMahon, who was recently inducted into the World Wrestling Hall of Fame, is the first woman in history to receive an Olympic silver medal in wrestling, and she is currently ranked number eight in the U.S.C. Bantamweight division. In our interview, Sarah gave numerous examples of how she was able to push her body far and beyond what she thought was even possible by using the mindset tools that she acquired from trainers, coaches, and her own 20 years of experience competing at the highest levels of competition in multiple disciplines. With this amount of experience, it's hard not to learn something from an athlete of her caliber. The best athletes on the planet know that mindset is the key to victory. Number nine, you are not your past. Janice Bryant-Halroyd is the best-selling author of Acting Up and is founder and CEO of Act One Group, the largest privately held minority-owned personnel company founded in the United States. Halroyd is also the first African-American woman in history to build and own a billion dollar company. As a teen, Janice was one of the first African-American students to desegregate her town's previously segregated high school in North Carolina she had to endure daily racial slurs and open racism from many who still held a very segregated mentality. When I asked her how she was able to deal with these things, she simply smiled and answered, quote, it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to, end quote. Indeed, Janice knew very much who she was, and she was very aware of her self-worth. She wasn't about to let anybody tarnish her self-esteem with their demonstration of prejudice and ignorance. Angie Manson started using drugs and alcohol in her early teens and statistically shouldn't be alive. After reaching rock bottom and pulling herself out of the hole of addiction, she made helping others out of this slow death sentence her driving purpose. She uses her experience of radical self ownership, personal empowerment, and CrossFit in the model for her elevate addiction recovery services, which has the highest recovery rate of any professional addiction service in the world. Both Janice and Angie know that you choose who you become to be in this moment, not who you were in your past, because you are not your past. Number 10, peak performance is an art and a skill. Paddle surfer, expert foiler, and creator of The Progression Project, Eric Antonson expounded on how learning a skill through intentional practice allows for mastery in other areas of your life. Eric and I discuss all kinds of things regarding the art of progression, adaptation and flow, And Eric even goes on to dispel many of the myths surrounding flow, including the fact that many people don't know what flow actually entails. A third-degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, my good friend Emily Kwok is the first Canadian woman to receive a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and the first to become a world champion in Canada. She's also one of the first females to rise in prominence, widely regarded as an early pioneer of the Brazilian jiu-jitsu scene in North America, and as a multiple-time world champion. She's also the creator of the Master and Apprentice podcast, and in our conversation, we discuss all things peak performance, including preparing for competition, visualization, and the importance of cultivating empty space. Emily has also worked closely with a legendary peak performance coach, Josh Waiskin, for close to a decade. Former mental performance coach for the New York Yankees, Lauren Johnson shares how her own adversity in her early adulthood put her on the path to helping other professional athletes overcome adversity to obtain peak performance. Listen as Lauren and I discuss how coaches help you find your blind spots, how to avoid complacency, and while failure is a great preparation for success in the future, if you don't quit. Number eleven, martial arts influence everything. Joe Rogan called Victor Henry the biggest underdog on the UFC fight card that evening. Yet Victor put a huge show on and beat his opponent to shake up the world. When the lights come up and the energy is focused on you. Have you done what it takes to be successful? Victor Henry shares the mental preparation that comes from facing challenges and stepping into high stakes opportunities. He and I discussed creating a routine of mental and physical preparation, the origins of mixed martial arts, and how culture influences the way that we treat each other in and outside of the ring as well. Focusing on the fight in the moment is critical to success, and you must be willing to step into the chaos to be successful. But if you are living with the martial arts philosophy, you will always rise to the occasion. April Parks is a multiple Pan Am World Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion, and she explains how proving yourself in the martial arts against limitations, whether set by yourself or by somebody else, begins with discipline. April is a tremendous athlete that shares how she established boundaries and control over any situation by leaning on discipline and scientific strategy. She also explains how studying the martial arts at a very high level has helped her break the cycle of adversity. Martial arts expert Sifu Dan Anderson is an instructor under the legendary protégé of Bruce Lee, Guru Dan Inosanto. Sifu Anderson talks about the delicate balance between the philosophy of martial arts and its practice, and how martial arts helped him turn adversity from his past into his driving purpose today. These ethos helped him not only become an incredibly skilled martial artist, it helped him teach others to build their self confidence, self esteem, and respect, not just for themselves, but for others as well. Victor Henry, April Parks, and Dan Anderson are all living embodiments of the martial art philosophy. Number 12 Embracing the Warrior Mentality is a Must. With four decades of martial art training under his belt, tutelage under Zen Masters, experience as a DAA and SWAT officer, and at one point in his life being an elite Wall Street broker, to say Rafa Kandi is a modern-day warrior is an understatement. Author of Redefining the 21st Century Man, Principles and Disciplines to Unleash the Warrior Within, Rafa Kandi explains how every man needs a personal code of conduct and what it takes to live by that code. During our discussion, we explore how to find your purpose and to light a fire in your belly. We also discuss the problem with languishing with the victim mentality, and how to use adversity as a way to help you protect your family. Creator of Zen Warrior Training and executive coach Sam Morris was hit by a drunk driver that nearly killed him, leaving him paralyzed from the waist down. He suffered in ways that most people can't even fathom, yet from this place, he learned to transform his deepest challenges into wisdom and purpose. Matt Bodro, Acton Place founder and co-founder of Apogee Strong with Tim Kennedy, is a former school teacher and educator. Matt saw firsthand that the modern education system is broken. His goal was to fix it by creating schools and a curriculum based on act and plans that teach our future leaders the real-world skills needed to lead like a warrior. Unbeatable mind coach Heather Perillo endured 52-plus hours with no sleep during the SEAL-fit crucible known as Kokoro. Kokoro is designed to simulate the conditions from the legendary Hell Week required to become a U.S. Navy SEAL. Her story and warrior mindset will inspire you to embrace your warrior spirit within. Jeff Smith is a real estate investor, entrepreneur, creator of the Tactical Empire podcast and Inner Circle Coaching Group. He is also a good friend of mine and a former U.S. Army Ranger from the legendary 75th Ranger Battalion. In our raw and real conversation, Jeff cuts through all the BS around goal setting and goal acquisition by using lessons learned from being a warrior in the 2nd Battalion Army Rangers. Military philosopher Dr. Franklin Annis of the Evolving Warfighter YouTube channel and podcast discussed the power of being a lifelong learner and how he's empowering soldiers to overcome adversity through philosophy and personal development. With all of these guests, we continually came back to the notion that the philosophy of a warrior is important, but to put it into play is what really matters. 13. All Warriors Possess Wisdom In my shorter solo episodes called Warrior Wisdom, I highlight lessons from warriors past and present in all kinds of settings from the battlefields of Italy, Greece, Japan, and the Middle East, to more modern-day warfare, including tactics seen today in business, society, and culture. I also share lessons based on my own learnings and experiences. The reality is this. The world is a battlefield, and to not master these lessons leaves you grossly unprepared for the adversity that you will inevitably face in the future. The goal is to discuss and dissect the teachings from books like The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, The Art of War by Sun Tzu, Thick-Faced Black Heart by Chidenshu, all of which I've made independent episodes about. I also unpack coaching lessons learned from my own experiences, such as the things that I learned from taking David Goggins' 4x4x48 challenge, running four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight, to raise money to stop human trafficking and child sex slavery for the Stop Human Trafficking Coalition in Central Missouri. I also dive into lessons on modern-day strategy for some of the greatest military commanders in history. For example, I discuss at length Hannibal and dissect the ambush on Rome that spurred his now infamous mantra, I will find a way or I will make one. These are modern-day lessons that will serve you in any arena that you enter. Indeed, all warriors have wisdom. Finally, 14. Every person on my podcast saw adversity as a gift. Dallas Cowboy Nick Ralston had his dreams of signing with the NFL dashed in 2020 when the pandemic hit. He had to fight through tremendous adversity on his own just to win the place that he has now on the Cowboys. Zach Babcock is a former ex-con who learned to turn his life around by becoming an entrepreneur and creating the Underdog Empowerment Podcast using his mentality of being an underdog is to my advantage philosophy to help push him to the next level of success. World-renowned martial artist and self-defense expert Marcus Torgerson and I discuss how individuals develop protective skills out of necessity and how they are changed from trauma. Marcus also opens up and shares about the sexual abuse that he suffered as a child and how that influenced his work to help others today. Keynote speaker and Paralympic athlete Joe Volkman says that having cerebral palsy is the best thing to ever happen to him. Despite having CP... He regularly practices Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and is actively training for the Paralympics and cycling in Paris 2020. Sylvia von Douglas Itu, also known as Sylvie Moy, is the creator of the Muay Thai Library YouTube channel. And Sylvie is an American that now lives in Thailand that has had over 270 recorded professional Muay Thai bouts. Her goal is to beat the current fight record of 472 recorded professional fights. In this powerful and enlightening interview, Sylvie explains how Buddhism has influenced Muay Thai fighting, how the keto diet has helped her take her performance to a higher level, and why focusing on anything other than the opponent in front of you is just quote, imaginary, as she says. She also reveals the adversity that she faced in her childhood and how she said, quote, I don't think that that made me a fighter. I think I must have already been a fighter in order to survive it, end quote. I say in my TEDx talk, my book, The Gift of Adversity, and often on this podcast, that adversity is a gift. Every single guest that I've had on my show has been through tremendous amounts of hardship and adversity. They have all gone through this dark night of the soul. They've hit rock bottom, and yet none of them would have had it any other way because they knew that if they hadn't gone through those hardships, they never would have discovered the true strength that they possess. It also helps them live their life with urgency today. These are the ones that live their life based on taking action, on deeds, not words, on Okta Nonverba. Thus endeth the lesson. I've built my professional network over many years as an author, executive coach, and keynote speaker. The guests that I've had on Okta Nonverba are not easily accessible, not because they're too good to respond to emails or DMs, they're just so busy building things that they don't have spare time to answer questions. Even if you were able to have a coaching or consultation with them, it would cost thousands of dollars an hour just to pick their brains. The goal in my interviews is to not only answer the questions that most of my listeners would like to know the answer to, but it's also to dig into the experts' experiences to give you the insights and lessons that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. The material in these 100 episodes would be the equivalent of tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of coaching and consulting. And I'm not saying this to impress you. I'm saying this to impress upon you how powerful and useful this content is if you put it into practice. Think about it. If you go through and listen to one episode a week, take painstaking notes on it and truly put the information into play, by the time you went through these 100 episodes, you will have changed your life completely. Even if you don't do that, if you've ever learned anything from me from my TEDx talk, from my book, from my speaking, from social media, from my life events, From a guest on this podcast, I ask that you act on the knowledge that you've gained from this work. The wisdom that I'm passing on to you has been hard-earned, and knowledge that's been learned but unutilized is the equivalent of ignorance. Again, it's about actions and not words. The only compensation that I ask from you, the listener, is to please subscribe, leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast, and please share these episodes and materials with others that need to hear this valuable lesson share it on social media, whatever you enjoy sharing on. I also have some incredible guests and surprises in store for the next 100 episodes. And I would also like to know from you, who do you want to see on the show next? Go to marcusreliasanderson.com, email us to let us know who you'd like to see interviewed next or any other suggestions that you have for the Octa Nonverba movement. Until next time, live a life of actions, not words. Live a life of Octa
0: Nonverba. Thank you for listening to this episode of Octa Nonverba.